3: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder played their second summer league game in Salt Lake City, and Josh Giddy, well, he'd do what Josh Giddy does. He recorded a triple-double in summer league action and Chet Holmgren faced off with Kenny Lofton. Plus Jalen Williams continues to score the ball at a very high clip. And how's the rest of this Thunder rookie class looking at summer league, all of this and more coming up on today's locked on thunder podcast on the Locked On podcast network, your teams every day.
1: You are locked on thunder, your daily Oklahoma city thunder podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
3: Let's get it going on today's Locked on Thunder podcast. On the Locked on Podcast Network, your team's every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lothunderpod and email the show, pod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to talk about Josh Giddey recording a triple-double. We're going to get into Chet Holmgren going up against G- uh, uh, Kenny Lofton in what was a very polarizing conversation and narrative and matchup. Plus Jalen Williams scores 16. Pokoshevsky looked better than game one. Lindy Waters gets his first action, but Critchy looked much improved. And is Usman Jing poised for a breakout during summer league as the Thunder go two and O in the Salt Lake City summer league before game three on Thursday against Philadelphia. In this game, of course, the Thunder still missed out on Trey Mann, who's in health and safety protocols. However, after the game, he was on Instagram saying that, uh, you know, he, he was messaging, uh, comment sectioning himself to Josh Giddy saying, we will see you tomorrow. So it sounds like he's back, cleared from all those um, health and safety protocols. So he's good to go. Uh, also, Aaron Wiggins did not play. Abdul Gatti did not play. Gabe Brown did not play. And Rob Baker did not play. Uh, this is just simply because... It's hard to get 16 players on the floor. Uh, Trey Mann, of course, outdid health and safety protocols, but Wiggins played a lot game one, didn't play game two. He'll play game three. Uh, and then Gaddy Brown-Baker, those guys you're going to start seeing get minutes toward the end of summer league. So, like, not not today, not Saturday, but, like, once you start pulling Josh Giddy, which I think that Josh Giddy won't play in Vegas, but once you start pulling Josh Giddy, you're pulling Trey Once you start pulling these guys away from the team, uh, even pulling Chet Holmgren and pulling, you know, Jalen Williams and those guys off the roster, then you start to supplement them with uh, Robert Baker and Abdul Gaddy and guys like that who aren't technically on, of course, the actual Thunder roster. So that's why they're not playing right now. They're just not a priority. For Memphis, uh, David Wright did not play. Jake Larea did not play. Uh, Kennedy Chandler did not play, which is disappointing because I love Candy Chandler. I had him in my top 25 uh, on my big board. But he did play in game one, played really well. Uh, Xavier Tillman, uh, Zaire Williams, another guy. You know, Tillman and, Z- and Zaire Williams did not play, but those were two guys that were, uh, especially Williams at the end of the season, that were in Memphis's uh, NBA rotation. That I would have liked to see them play against the young Thunder team, but uh, I can't blame anyone for how they're managing playing three games in three nights. That's really tough to do. Uh, so the Thunder starters this game were Josh Kiddie, Lindy Waters, Jalen Williams, Poku, and Chet. For Memphis, they started out with Tremont Waters, Sean uh, uh, Buchanan, Vince Williams, Romeo Weese, and Kenny Lofton Jr. The big story of this game is clearly what Josh Giddy did. Josh Giddy records a triple double, 14 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, two steals, and a block, only three turnovers as the primary playmaker and primary ball handler for the, for the Thunder. Josh Giddy's just awesome. He, he, he's just awesome. There's another way to put it. He, he had four uh, triple doubles in the NBA, his rookie season, you know, last year. And he puts up a triple double here in Salt Lake City in Summer League. And I think that Josh has gotten a lot better in, in just a few months he's been off. I mean, you really, you think about it. Thunder only stopped their season in April, and they're back here in July. And so even in that short time, you've seen Josh Kidd. He looks stronger. He looks more confident. He looks like he has more body control. You know, he just looks better. Uh, he did still go 0 for 4 from 3. You know, the jump shot will not be fixed overnight. So I don't I don't think it's time to raise any concerns or raise any sort of, um, you know, concerns or issue with a jump shot. Because he hasn't had much time to fix it, right? It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take years to get to a spot where you feel comfortable with a 3-point shot. All we know right now is that Josh Giddey's working on it and that Josh is a very hard worker and that Josh Giddey has time. He's still very, very, very young. So the jump shot thing still does not bother me yet uh, with Josh Giddey because he does so much other things. And if he never becomes a shooter, um, it's it still, it, 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 he can maneuver that very easily with all that he adds to the game. Over for 4 from 3, but he shot 46% from the floor. He was incredible as a driver. He still had that floater, but also, he's gotten better and stronger at just straight up attacking the rim, straight up leaning into contact, straight, you know, and, and baiting the fouls that way by leaning into said contact, using his body in the air to shield off the defender and use the rim as an, as an extra teammate here to help him get that ball up and get to the rack and score at the ring, as he would call it. He's been incredible. And the passing stuff, we saw all that last year, but it's still just jaw-dropping to watch his cross-court passes. He made a cross-court pass where he just, you know, is dribbling, turns the ball with his hand, flings it across court to, to a wide-open three-point shooter Lindy Waters. Uh, that was awesome. He also made one where he was driving a bit, and, like, right before the elbow, he, like, is off-kilter a bit. He's kind of slanted. His his body's kind of slanted, and he just still flings the ball all the way across court, like no, of course, no power because you're leaning, you know, you're leaning on one side, you can't push off of anything, you can't get that power, and that ball was still a frozen rope on a dime. It is just awesome to see Josh Giddy play this way. The body control in the air, the aggression, the absorbing of contact, and dishing out contact. He's he's been given contact at the rim to free up space for himself to score there. And and so we're seeing that progression. He only had one missed uh, shot in the paint yesterday. He just makes everyone better. And when we say things like hard worker and we say things like, you know, uh, you know, he's going to get better. He's young and, and everything else. That's not just filler. That's not just kind of um, praise for him. Not just what We're hearing about him personally. You can see it. You can see it for yourself on the floor. Whenever you Go back in, in, in uh, August when you have no basketball, right? And you're all going to be just itching for basketball, and you're going to go back and watch these highlights. Whenever you do that, whenever you watch the full game again, whenever, whenever you have time, sit down and watch Josh Giddy in this you know, uh, Salt Lake City circuit. Sit back and watch how he plays with guys he played with before. Whenever he's on the floor with Lindy Waters, Aaron Wiggins, Jeremiah rumpson he's on the floor with guys who he played with last year. He has such a better feel and anticipation factor with what they're going to do, and that makes his passing even better. That takes his passing to the next level, and you only get that with practice, working hard, with film session, working hard, picking up on your own players' tendencies. We talk about it a lot whenever you say, oh, he's picking up on the defensive tendencies. As a playmaker, as a facilitator, you you also have to pick up on what your guys are going to do and know exactly what, oh, he likes to cut here or he likes to pop here or or, he's going to wrap here. You have to know what spawn the floor your teammates are going to be on. And and whenever you see him play with guys he played with last year, even just these few months of studying that and working with them, you can see his passing go to an even better level because he's more comfortable in his environment. He's more sure of himself. He's more decisive. Because, again, he understands. I can trust that if I put the spawn on the low block, he's going to be rolling anyway. So they're going to meet at the ball at the low block, and it's going to be an open layup. Whereas, you know, whenever you're first playing with somebody, this is natural, whenever you're first playing with somebody, Okay, is he going to cut? I'm going to hesitate and wait to throw the ball, and then now the defense is caught up or whatever, and now it went from a wide-open shot to the, the, the defense has had time to react and stuff like that. Like, that's just kind of natural um, in progression of basketball, but it shows he's truly taken to heart, you know, kind of learning the intricacies of how these guys he plays with play. You cannot say anything except for glowing reviews about Josh Kiddie. and that's why he's playing. He's playing summer league for a few reasons, right? Number one, the thunder lack playmakers and whenever you take him off this team who's going to be the guy to distribute who's going to be the guy to to help the young guys get put in a position to succeed with their playmaking though Gaddy's the best playmaker outside of josh Giddy, right like he and he's an older player and he's played with the blue and he's you know i think what top 5 with the blue in assist, you know an assist total or whatever he's really good as a playmaker they don't have a lot of guys so like he's on the team to help the young players Get comfortable and help the young players also thrive in these first few games and get their feet wet in an NBA environment. That's number one. Number two, whenever you agree, okay, let's just let this guy play, even though we know he can play in the NBA. When you agree to do that, what you want to see is, you know, let's just play, let's play him for two or three games, and let's just make sure he dominates here. He's done that. He's checked all the boxes. Josh Giddy is incredible at basketball, and he's the rare player that, of course, we all want him to develop the jump shot, but he's a rare, rare player that I think that even if the jump shot – never truly comes around and it stays below average or it stays, you know, or even just improves a little bit to, go, to be below average, and not be awful, you can totally, you know, you, you can totally still have that guy as a centerpiece of what you're trying to do offensively and what you're trying to do with this team. You also look a lot better defensively as well. And so we'll see if that continues as the competition gets greater and greater. But coming up, let's talk Chet Holmgren versus Kenny Lofton. But first, I want to say right now, But good friends over at RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago. You could have been going to RockAuto.com and finding all of the parts that your car would ever need. Every single part that your car would ever need. It's that simple. It's that easy. It's that fun to go to RockAuto.com. My favorite part about RockAuto.com is that I know nothing about cars. Absolutely nothing. But all I got to do is type in my make, my model, my year, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way, I'm not wasting time, effort, or money on parts I cannot use or parts I do not need. So check check them out today. RockOtto.com. Tell them that Lockdown sent you and the how did you hear about a Spox, and they'll know what to do from there. RockOtto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will need, RockOtto.com. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO And we talked about Josh Skiddy's triple double. Let's talk about Chet Holmgren here. Chet Holmgren going up against Kenny Lofton resulted in what you'd expect: memes, you know, video highlights of oh, look, you can't guard Kenny Lofton, uh, and just the discourse you would expect, especially with all eyes on you, especially in summer league, and especially in summer league where chet Holmgren is the only attraction. Look around to the Memphis roster. Look around to the you know Philadelphia roster. Look around to the Utah roster. No guys on there who the national audience was to see. Now we could talk about B-ball Paul. We could talk about you know uh, all the guys that are there, right? Kenny Chandler, who didn't play in this one, but we can always say Jared Butler. Like, we can, we can find the great players, right, as diehard NBA fans, which you are if you're listening to a Thunder podcast in July, so I appreciate you. We can find players we want to watch on every team. But the national audience who don't really care about the nitty-gritty of the NBA, but do want to watch basketball right now, they only know Chet. Might know Giddy, they might know some of the other guys, they only know Chet, so they're only watching Chet. And so, obviously, the discourse goes from Yesterday, he's dark. Today, he can't play because Kenny Lofton, Deontay Burton Jr., dominated him. Look, did Chet Holmgren get bodied by Kenny Lofton? Yes. But if Kenny Lofton makes the NBA, he'd be be a a top five heaviest player in the league. And so I'll pose to you this. If an NBA team wants to get a guy like Kenny Lofton, same build, same everything. And then if an NBA team wants to get that guy and then play that guy, the 30, 35 minutes a night that Chet will play. And then for those 30, 35 minutes a night that Chet is on the floor, if they want to go down the floor every single time and dump the ball inside, let that player, Kenny Lofton or Deontay Burton or whoever, lower his shoulder, go to the rim, try to score that way, I want them to. I want them to do that. And the Thunder want them to do that. Few reasons. Number one, that player is going to get tired very easily. You can only do that for so many straight possessions before that guy gets tired. Number two, right? This is the modern age of basketball. If you're just surrendering for 30 minutes a night that you're only taking two pointers and you're only going to go to the rack, I will gladly sign off on that. I will gladly. Say, thank you, thank you for doing that. It would be like if a baseball team decides, you know what, every third batter, we're going to bunt. Or every single time we get a guy on base, we're going to bunt. Are you going to score a run? Maybe. But more often than not, you're gifting away an out. Go ahead and do that. Number three on why I would love you to do that. Because every single time that Chet Holmgren got the ball on the perimeter, what happened? Kenny Lofton often couldn't keep up? He was slow, unathletic. Had to foul. He had four fouls before he could even blink. So go ahead. I would love the NBA to try to, to for all 29 other teams, to sign a Kenny Lofton and then match them minute for minute with Chet Holmgren. Oh, wait. Does that sound like a dumb idea? Now, does that sound... Now, why would... Now, why would an NBA team do that? Why would they go and sign a guy like Kenny Lofton to play 35 minutes a night against Chet Holmgren? They won't. I promise you. I promise you, there will not be twenty-nine Kenny Loftons in the NBA. You think about what Chad Holmes had to go up against his first two his first two summer league games. He's had to go up against two video game characters, a seven-six Taco Fall, who he blocked by the way, and dominated, and a bowling ball in Kenny Lofton. That's the starting point of his NBA career. That's what you're judging him off of. How he played against a seven-six Taco Fall, who he blocked by the way, and a bowling ball. Well, congratulations if a bowling ball knocked over Chet Holmgren a few times. But again, I'll remind you, I would love, I would love if 29 teams sign a Kenny Lofton prototype and tried to match Chet Holmgren minute for minute. Number one, they're not going to because it'd be a dumb idea. Number two, that player will get tired and foul out before he could even blink. And number three, I will gladly sign up for teams taking twos for 30 minutes a night. Well, we try to go capture a few threes in the modern NBA basketball, I would love it. Folks, did Chet Holmgren play bad against Kenny Lofton? Yeah, he got bodied. Did Kenny Lofton have the game of his night, the game of his life, shooting from three? Yeah, he did. Does it matter? Not a bit. Not a bit. And not because it's Summer League. Because it's Kenny Lofton. Is Joel Embiid going to Dominate Chet Holmgren. Yes. Yes, he is. Show me the guy that Joel Embiid doesn't dominate. Show me the guy Nikola Jokic doesn't dominate. I know we forget. Show me the guy Zion Williamson doesn't dominate whenever he plays. If he's healthy, bam. Giannis. These players who are going to turn Chet Holmgren into dust. I'm so funny. They do it to everybody. Everybody. Plus, when you're in the rhythm of an NBA season and you're in the rhythm of an NBA playoff series, especially, you think they're going to leave Chet Holmgren on an island with Joel Embiid or Jokic? No team does that. If the Thunder and, and Nuggets play in a playoff series next year or the year after or whenever, I promise you the game plan for Mark will not be let's have Chet put, you'll guard Jokic in the post with no help. No, they're going to throw a zone, they're going to throw a trap, they're going to do stuff to help out their guy. And they do that if Chet Homer was three hundred pounds or if he was one hundred pounds, because no one person can stop Nikola or Nikola Jokic, Jokic. We'll see about that in Miami, but nonetheless, judging Chet on how he guarded a bowling ball, bit ridiculous, bit ridiculous. Chet finished with eleven points, two, uh, uh, 11 points, twelve rebounds, three assists, two blocks, four for four from the free throw line. So he ends uh, with perfect shooting five for five on game one, four for four for game two, one for six from three, and, you know, did struggle shooting three of 11 from the floor. You're going to have bad shooting nights, and I think that he did try too much to get to that spin, one-legged, you know, Dirk shot. I think that that was way too predictable, and that he tried and tried and tried to do that whenever he took that away from him. Kind of bit lost out there offensively a little bit after you took that away from him. But in general, again, the clips of... Kenny Lofton burying his shoulder into Chet Holmgren don't scare me because I want teams to play that way. I want that to happen to Chet because it's a benefit to the the Thunder overall. And I will say, despite a bad scoring night and despite the clips about Kenny Lofton, Chet still impacted this game. And folks, for all of the talk about Kenny Lofton, the Thunder still had more points in the paint than Memphis and still made more threes than Memphis. So while Kenny Lofton is being held up as this, as this just total demigod of basketball, the Thunder still scored more in the paint than Kenny Lofton against Chet, and the Thunder went up against a ninety-pound guy. The Thunder still made more threes than Memphis, so it wasn't like the Thunder were collapsing in the paint and leaving open three-point shooters for Memphis. They couldn't shoot, they didn't score, they weren't giving open shots. The Thunder won the game, and wins don't matter in summer league, but. Still, this is what I'm talking about. Whenever I say I want teams to play this way, I want teams to do this, it doesn't result in winning basketball. And Chet Holmgren can still counteract it. We'll talk more about that coming up. But first, I want to say right now, but good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off of your. Next order. They have the coconut brownie chunks back. They are a personal favorite of mine. They're also a favorite of everybody's around the lockdown podcast network. So you need to check them out today as well. Uh, they are great. Also, I love cookies and cream pill bars or protein bars, but they taste like candy bar and they're great for pre-workout or post-workout or even as a meal replacement or a snack. Check them out today. You're going to love them. You're going to desire them. They are perfect. They are perfect in every single way. Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% 15 off of your next order. Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% 15 off of your next order. Very excited for that. Check them out today. BuiltBar.com.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar.
2: When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
1: You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
3: We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day, check out the Lockdown NBA show for the National Perspective on basketball while we wrap things up here about summer league game two for the thunder and the memphis grizzlies now talked about chet talked about josh giddy let's talk some quickly rapid fire other guys i love Jalen williams he, 16 points 55 percent from the floor three for three from uh, three point land one of his misses uh, you know one of his four misses inside the arc or in, in, in the game in general obviously um, was that the buzzer? Like he just had to throw up a layup, you know, like a very heavily contested layup. So like, do you even want to count that one that you're down to three misses? Like he was really special on this one Two assists, three rebounds, two steals. The thing I love about him is not only can he be a very good score and a very good play finisher, which is what the thunder need. But I love the, the kind of animation that he plays with kind of the, the animated aspect of his game and the passion I just love it all from Jalen Williams. Also, Pokushevsky, five points, eight rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block, thirty-three percent from the floor, and six uh shots. One for four from three. You know, was this as bad as game one? No. It was kind of just a black game. It wasn't as bad as game one. Also wouldn't be classified as good. It was just kind of there. Just kind of a game from Pokushevsky, which is you know a bit discouraging for a guy who has, you know, a couple years of experience in the NBA. That you can't come out here and dominate this Salt Lake City competition, or at least even look good. You know, it, it, I I dub this game average to below average. Uh, for Landy Waters, eleven points, a rebound, an, uh, an assist, a steal, a block. Uh, went two for five from three, missed a few open threes, but it's, it was a nice jumping off point for his summer league session. But Critchie. Looked much improved defensively. I loved uh, him defensively in rotation and on switches, his hustle, his motor. It, it looks like, and I'd be interested to, to hear him hear him talk about this, it looks like he trusts him, himself a bit more in the sense of, you know, last year he was coming off of that ACL injury. It just looks like he trusts his body a bit more, and that's why he's playing such better defense. Uh, five points, uh, two rebounds. He did go one for three from three, but that one three was special. He got a fly-by, step-back three-pointer uh, that was wide open. You, you love to see that one. From him, uh, you know, Vic was was uh, much improved. And then Usman Chiang. Look, I just, I feel, I feel, and it might be wrong, but I feel like he's going to have one of those games in Summer League. I feel like he's going to have a breakout come, you know, the next few, you know, two, three, four games in, in Summer League because he looks so comfortable and confident and smooth that all that's missing is the shots to go in. Six points, five rebounds, two assists. He goes two for five from three, which is 40%. Uh, but he was 0 for four inside the paint. He makes half those, right? And it's, and it's a better game even. But like, all that's missing is is the shot rimming in instead of rimming out. And then he has like this huge breakout and roll. are uh, very excited about Usman Jang. So I'm excited to see how that goes. And again, the Thunder won this game uh, 87-71. They once led by 17 points. The lead uh, switched six times, five times it was tied I just love the stat that the Thunder still won the points in the paint <laughs> for, for this game. Uh, Memphis uh, had less threes in OKC as well. Both teams had four second-chance points. The Thunder won fast break 16-10. to 10. They out-rebound Memphis 59-46. to 46. Um, OKC had one more turnover. Memphis had one more block. Uh, I should say that they both had uh, 13 turnovers, but uh, Memphis had one more block. The Thunder shot 39 from the floor, 29% from three, and 87% from the line. Memphis, though, was a dreadful 30% from the floor, 20% from three, and 79% of the line. MVP of this game is Josh Giddey for winning uh, for uh, winning the game and also for recording that triple-double. Next up, OKC plays Philadelphia to round out the Salt Lake City circuit. But remember, it's not done. Like These three games are not their whole summer league. They're heading to Vegas to take on Jabari Smith, I believe, is the first game for Chet Holmgren uh, to face off with in Vegas. So make sure you tune in for that. We're going to be here recapping every single game of Summer League, so make sure you follow along on Lockdown Thunder anywhere you get podcasts from, and until the next one, be good and be good to one another. Wilson, you
1: sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
2: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point.
1: The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.